Uh. 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 Double up. Uh. I am excited, Mr. Byrne. I am so excited to be back here with you, Gary. Yeah. This is the Gentleman's Jojo. Oh, yeah. Feeling it. Feeling Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling hot. Yeah. Let's bring in our guest to change that mood. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined today. Yes. By a young gentleman. Well, first off, hailing from Detroit, Michigan, to my left, as Gary always. Cannon. Hi. I am Steve Byrne, yes. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, to in, in, Joining us today in the dojo. Yeah. He hails from Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. Comedian. Yep. Opened for me for many years when I started headlining, and now I've downgraded to working with you. <laughs> I he, thought you meant you're no longer headlining. Oh, God. <laughs> he is co-founder of Comics You Should Know right here in Los Angeles. Oh, that's They do a show poppin'. every Tuesday. It is. Every yeah. Tuesday at the Improv Lab. Yeah, that, that's Gary. a small room. That's the, not the big room. That's the side room off to the bar. <laughs> What's well, not the main room? I'm just Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryan Dalton. Thank you. Welcome Thank you. Welcome to the JoJo. I'm sorry. I, I was going to step in and, like, like battle with you, Gary. Yeah. But this is the first time Steve's ever introduced me to anything. <laughs> like I, I was like I was I almost cried. I'm like, oh, is that what it's like to to hear accolades from yeah. you? Uh, a few corrections. Uh, it's called comedians you should know, and it's every Thursday. Oh, did I say improv. comics you should know? Yeah, it doesn't Sorry. matter. Comedians and you said you should every know. Thursday. Every Thursday, I yeah. got it. And you just had on Dana Carvey. Yeah, the first show that was unbelievable. How awesome is that? I couldn't believe it. I was. I, I know that when you're in Los Angeles and you're a comedian. I, I see people get numb to the fact that there's like these movie stars and people that you've grown up watching. But when we when we got Dana Carvey and he was kind enough to let us use his name to promote our show because we're not selling out that small room. I'll tell you that <laughs> or any room. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> when when Gary opens up for you, do people think he's a puppet that came to life? When you brought- you do look like a Dunham puppet. It really <laughs> does look like you look like because Walter. No, your your face is like a little disjointed and it, whatever. And anyways, you when look you like brought, a Dunham puppet. When you brought Dana Carvey out, were people like, "Yeah, this is a guy we should know." <laughs> no, he did. He did open up with like, "I can't believe I've done all these things in my life, and now I'm on a show where you have to get to know who I am." <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, when I think of working with you, Ryan, we've worked together for many years. Great pals. We went to Kent State University together. You were working at a car dealership oh, God. at the time that I moved to New York City, I believe, and I started getting this stand-up, and Dalton was always one of the funniest guys I knew in college, and I, I was like, dude, you gotta, you got to get into this. This is definitely your calling, and you got into it, and do you remember your first time on stage? Where were you? Oh, yeah, I was with you. It was in uh, Nanuit, New York. I remember last time oh, we worked. Oh, uh, fuck. Wait, is this... I remember the last time we worked <laughs> together in, uh, what's that comedy club that's in upstate New York, outside of New York? Uh, Levity Live. Levity Live, yeah. We're at Levity Live, and I remember we were driving, and I was just kind of like nodding my head out the window, and it says, welcome to Nanuit, New York, and I, I hit you in the shoulder. I'm like, dude, I started comedy in this town that's with crazy, you. That's crazy, because you come up for the weekend to hang, right? Yeah, and I'm I was... working with Lampanelli, right? Um, that was, no, no, this oh, that was, was a, no, no. Okay. So Nanu, I okay. visited you. I was working at Cintas Uniform People and I was just trying to, cause I knew I was miserable. So I would go out to New York and bother you yeah. and make myself your guest forcefully <laughs> in your apartment. And, uh, then one time I came out and you said, listen, I think you're funny. You need to get on stage, try to prepare five minutes of material. Yeah. And you know, I, I couldn't believe 
of course, Nanuit, New York. I don't know the difference between Nanuit and Manhattan, you know, when I come out there. And then there's we, a big difference, by the way. There's a big difference. It's like Steve Byrne, Gary Cannon. <laughs> I'm Manhattan, you're Nanuit. That should be your nickname. Nanuit? Nanuit, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. I'm nervous. Never done it before. And then uh, this girl drove us who you knew who was a comic at the time. I don't remember her name. But she, she drove us and another comic, all four of us in this right. Geo Metro. That she was driving at like 900 miles an hour and like swerving all over the place. Now, the comic who came with us, I remember, was so freaked out. He found his own way home from Nanuit, New York. (laughs) Back to Manhattan. I I mean, his eyes, like he saw saw a ghost. And then in my mind, I'm like, should I have been more scared to be in this car with this woman? Yeah. And I remember I went up there. I did five minutes of material in about 30 seconds. (laughs) because <laughs> you don't have timing you don't have right. jokes you've never tried this before you're nervous and all Stop of it just describing Gary <laughs> and you just throw it up and I remember I got a few laughs and I remember the booker actually handed me $10 for five minutes of work and I'm like this sounds pretty lucrative <laughs> oh wow yeah I remember calling my folks and I just remember how disappointed when I said I think I want to do comedy and they're like oh god the booker came over later he's like I'm so sorry I gave you Steve's check <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need nine back. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> that's what spurred it, right? Yeah, that was that's the start. Got, and, got then, well, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I went back to Cleveland and I took a comedy workshop. And, uh, and then I got like real ass and I got hooked. Now, if you did not go to Nanuet, New York, did you ever think you probably wouldn't have done stand-up? No, I, I wouldn't have done it. It was because in my mind, I, I was, it was, I felt like once you graduated college, the things you wanted to do just went away, and mm-hmm. you just went right into the workforce and just started plowing through life. And uh, I wouldn't have done it had right. you just said, "You got to do this. You got to try it." Nice. Now, when, one of my favorite memories is probably not a good memory to you, but this is one of my. <laughs> Favorite now Dalton has a uh, propensity with uh, being very liberal in sharing his uh, gas. Is that yeah, fair to say? That's right. So we I go fart to... a lot, Gary. That's okay. what he's trying to say. I, I like <laughs> to fart. Yeah. So we go to Sky. We're in Cincinnati at the Funny Bone, and we go to Skyline Chili, which has those Skyline Chili dogs. And I'm like, let's just see how many we could eat. And I think I had three, and then you had. Eight? Yeah, uh, this wow. is at the time we were looking to film something hilarious for his MySpace page, and uh, we thought let's have the chili dog uh, throwdown. Now you've you've had these chili dogs in uh, Cincinnati before, Gary? I'm sure I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's look a at it's of a dog. It's a hot dog that's about four inches long. It's in a bun. It's covered in what may be chili. It looks small, so yeah. it's it's like oh, I could eat like twelve of these. But, they but put, then you have one, you're like oh boy. They put a, probably a quarter pound of cheese shredded on top, like. At least three inches off the bun, stacked yeah. high of cheese. It's exactly what you want after a night of drinking, or as Gary would say, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we start filming it, and then he has his two, and I notice he's not eating more. Right, and he's done. doing his typical Steve. No, and keep going, man. Keep going. This is great. This is good. Why aren't you doing this? That has no more questions. Just keep eating. And so he does. He keeps pounding these hot dogs. I think you had seven or eight. I had eight. Yeah. So then we're done. We're done filming this thing. We walk back to my hotel. I think you're at the condo, right? Yeah. And I'm at my hotel. I'm like, oh, let's just go back and hang. Well, maybe we'll watch a movie or something. So we go back to my room, and Dalton is outside my room, like, 
I got to use your bathroom. I'm like, fuck you. Go to the lobby. You are not using my bathroom. He goes, seriously, dude, you got to let me use your bathroom right now. I go, fuck you. So then he starts pushing on my door, and I got my foot as the doorstop, and I'm... Every time he relents a little bit, I get an inch back, and he's he's shoving the door. He's like, "Dude, you gotta fucking let me use your bathroom." I'm like, "Fuck off, go use the lobby. You are not taking a shit in yeah. my fucking hotel room." And he goes, "You gotta let me in." And he gives one last shove, and I go, "No." And I I'm holding it, and then he just looks at me. I'm like, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> and he starts walking away. At that moment, he shit his pants right oh, in front man. of me. How, isn't it fun opening up for him? Just the wow. good times. <laughs> the good, the time. good times. <laughs> just crap in your you, pants. But you literally see your friend, just everything, just this spirit within Dalton, everything that he had a moment to fight so hard, it all left his body. And you just saw, like the droopy hound dog look, where it's just like, I just... I just shit my pants. So it literally just, uh, you just yeah. sharded back. I just sat there and I felt, <laughs> I felt the humiliation. Like, Did you notice he started to become quiet? And, oh, yeah. And there was no more fighting? For there the was door. no more fight and he just yeah. stopped. And I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> and then he just, oh, he shit his pants. Oh. This the, uh, I mean, and to feel the humiliation that like somebody who works in a sweatshop and was not allowed to use the restroom must feel. Right. When they you know, they have to poop all over themselves. So what what <laughs> happens from there? You're, you're not at the hotel, you're at the condo, right? So what do you do then? Uh, you walk back. I get rid of a pair of underwear. A pair of underwear, you know, I, I hung, you know, it gets hung up from the rafters. It's been retired. It's been retired. <laughs> Do you go down to the lobby bathroom? Yeah, of course I have to. I have to sit on an elevator. I got to walk down a long hallway, get on an elevator, take it so many 15 floors down, trudge waddle my way to a bathroom. Trudge waddle? Yeah. What if you threw your boxers away in that in that lobby bathroom and you saw Steve's DVD in there? Okay. Like, oh, yeah. You can't tell what the smell is. Because oh, it's bad, too. Yeah. Um, well, so for people who don't know, right, uh, what, what 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 have you done? What have you been up to? What do you got going on? And uh, by people, I mean everybody. Um, and I'm asking because I really don't know. Um, <laughs> what uh, what kind of stuff are you doing? I mean, you're doing that show at the Improv on Yeah, I'm still doing Tuesday a show. Afternoons. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm doing that show you that know? you'll never be invited to on no Thursdays. No problem. No problem. I, I like paid shows. <laughs> when 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 uh Dalton changed the name to comics you will never know. <laughs> Trust me you'll be headlining. Listen, I know somebody at the I'll Uber change it. Uh, we'll do a show called Openers you'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> and you will headline that. Uh that's that's I just moved to Los Angeles. He literally just moved here, but by the way, Dalton was my stand-in on Sullivan and Son, okay? Oh. So he has some experience oh. on set, but then oh. But then he moves here. He moves here with his beautiful wife. Yeah. They live in Hollywood. Dalton's making his mark. Can you please tell us your first role that you booked here in Los Angeles? Well, it's funny you bring that up, Steve, because we're literally, literally across the street from where that role was Very nice. mastered. Yes. I was cast to play a dead plumber. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when I tell you I was cast, I didn't audition they called my house. <laughs> I picked up the phone, and I'm like, hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Central Casting. What are you doing the next couple of days? And I said, well, I, I'm not busy. They uh, saw your picture. Yeah. Thousands of headshots. They saw the headshot. They're like, we need somebody who's been dead a few days, uh, but definitely looks like they've installed a refrigerator <laughs> and pale, so we'll save on makeup. So they found my headshot. 
And then the questions, immediately, right into the questions, they go, do you have any problem with being locked in a, in a meat locker or zipped into a <laughs> hockey bag? And then I'm like, oddly enough, no. I'm, who is this, by the way? <laughs> right? And I got booked to work three days, and all I did was just lay down, and I got paid union wages just to lay and sleep. I, I, I went into every... I'm very method. I slept for <laughs> two hours before I had to do it because in my lo logically, I'm like, if I'm exhausted, I'm not going to move. Because if you're like, think about that. They're, so you stayed up the whole night and then you show up there and you're like, fuck it, I'm sleeping in this hockey bag. Yeah. And they, me. they they forgot to say no tattoo. So I show up and I got this tattoo. And so they had to pay uh, like an, a master of, of, of makeup, somebody who worked on like huge films. We're talking about all these huge science fiction films that he worked on. And now they got to pay this guy to cover up this awful tattoo for like two <laughs> hours. This guy's working on me. And all I got to do is just lay there. And uh, I start I start sleeping. <laughs> You're like Steve's wife during sex. Oh, Gary, you know what? You know, that is classless. just cruise ship hacky. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is awful. How long were you sitting on that? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so then, so he books this role, right? Now you're thinking, I got one under the belt. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm confident. Got one you call home. I got compliments. I got compliments. Do you call from... home? Do you tell mom and dad? Yeah. Guys. Wait, what's the show for, by the way? Uh, that one was Criminal Minds. <laughs> I played uh, I played Jack the Plumber. The whole episode was about me. That's the funniest part about it. Is that there were other dead bodies? How did you die? How did you die? Uh, somebody took somebody took uh, a screwdriver and put it through the back of my skull into my brain while you were plumbing. Uh, I don't know that, but all I know is I was <laughs> cheating left and right on this chick who, that I was like, they show pictures of me and then they show my wife throughout the episode. I'm like, how did I get that as the plumber? <laughs> and she's like a gorgeous. Did you ever meet your wife? I, I saw her. She waved. That's as far as she's like, no, I'm in the real talent. You're just <laughs> right. Why don't you get in the back of that, that hot van and, and, and get in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> Now, and then you tell your parents, and what are they thinking? They're like blown away that I got work that fast. That's awesome. Yeah. And they watch CSI. Do they call you right afterwards? No. I, mean, I just showed it to them. I'm like, I'm probably going to be on uh, screen a few moments. But it's funny because my face and my dead body show up so many times in that episode. <laughs> so I just took pictures of it and sent it to them. And uh, yeah, I was pumped. I mean, it's goofy, you're an extra, but who cares? You're getting paid. What is something not like to that pay? Anything. Uh, for union, it's uh, about a hundred and eighty bucks a day. Wow, I mean, look, it's so not you, real you money. You had just but... moved here though, too. Yeah, you had literally just moved here, so you get that role. Because... And, and now you got that mm -hmm. notch on the belt. Boom, we're on fire. What's the next thing you get? Well, man, I'm killing it. So <laughs> another uh, major crimes uh, calls me up. <laughs> And they're like, now did you audition for this one? No, they like this guy's got no. Sadly, got this there's a hotline you call. <laughs> a hotline, and I just start <laughs> laughing because you, I mean, once you get here and you don't, I've never acted, I don't know anything, but you start looking, you start, you start immediately finding out what you look like, <laughs> immediately, and it's you can't take offense to it. It's just what you're gonna be cast. When for. you get the plumber job, though, are you kind of like laughing. You're like, I don't know why people struggle here in L.A. I mean, this seems pretty easy. I did. Yeah. I'm like, they call you. Right. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. 
People uh, are doing it the wrong way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you just gotta lay down. Working out, going to classes. Yeah. Studying. What? Somebody. There's got to be a body found somewhere. It's gonna be me. Uh, so I call, and I just laugh at this description, and it's uh, the description is need people uh, late thirties. Um, must must be okay portraying uh, a sexual predator. <laughs> and I just went, I'm calling. They're going to pick up and go, oh, yeah. And I remember calling and saying, you know, you give your identification. Like, okay, great. This is exactly what we need. So I'm playing a guy who lives in a sexual predator village in major crimes. Where they cast off all the pervs. Yeah, yeah, the island of pervs. And uh, I brought in a Hawaiian shirt that was purchased for me (laughs) on your bachelor party. Uh, And uh, I shaved, I had my little mustache out. And uh, they were creeped out because I wore a tank top. I had all my chest hair poking out. They so like you show it. up and boom. Yeah, they they usually send you to wardrobe. They're like, no, you're good. You got you. No, have they didn't even. No, they're like, this is perfect. This is awesome. <laughs> wow. So backstory on that. Dalton shows up at my bachelor party, which is like Floribama. We go down there to like have like a white trash kind of like we're gonna go fishing, whatever. Gary, you there, right? No. Oh. It describes you. Per- <laughs> so, but Dalton shows up. They lose his luggage, so he has no clothes to wear. A, so, a carry on. Someone stole my carry-on. Do you understand really? that? It, not something that was put in the plane. Somebody just was like, this is my bag, grabbed it, and walked off the plane with it. Uh, never I've even never heard, heard of that. that. I've never. never heard of that in all my years of flying, by the way. I've never heard of anybody's carry-on being stolen. And as soon as it hits me that it happens, all I can hear is his maniacal laughter in my head. <laughs> so that, that's, that giggling you hear right yeah. now is what I hear because only you, only <laughs> that would happen to you. It's true. Only you that would happen to you. So... So he shows up, and we're like in the middle of nowhere, and Vince Vaughn is there, and we walk to the gift shop to buy Ryan clothes. So we're because they wouldn't let me leave. I was gonna go to Target and just get some dumb stuff, and he's like, "Oh no, we're gonna no, 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 we're dressing you." (laughs) So we go to the gift shop in the hotel where it's just yeah. Every gift store in every hotel is useless. <laughs> it's useless. Make it a small CVS. Don't sell shirts and don't charge five hundred dollars for the worst shirts ever. It should have been called Grandpa's Closet. Oh, it was awful. So we got him the worst shirt. You had those like shoe socks that Dude, people they got wear to me the beach. Black aqua socks. <laughs> they got me this awful Tommy Bahama button down. Yeah. That I whip out of barbecues in case Ashley's getting on my nerves. I'm like, I'm going to wear that to whoever's coming over, and I'm just going to commit so hard to it because it's hideous. Right. And then they, they got me this bathing suit, which clashed. I couldn't have clashed harder with this awful, and I had to wear it because I had nothing else to wear to the right. beach. Is you, that the, is that the Hawaiian shirt you wore on the, yeah. the Child Predator show? Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Now, what's the last audition you bet on? Mm, gosh, that's good. I went on an audition for Zillow uh, because I'd bought a house and I'd use Zillow to, you know, judge the difference and what other houses cost in my neighborhood. Very nice. I got to ask you because you brought this up earlier. You say when you are out here, you're auditioning, you know your look. If you were to tell the folks in casting who Ryan Dalton is, what is your look? Uh, I, I am, uh, I'm like a dad minus children or an uncle. Or somebody you call to help you move something, <laughs> or the neighbor who explains how to do it right when you're having trouble with your grill. Right. Now, <laughs> a dad without like, children. All of a sudden, you hear a knock at the fence, and I'm like, having trouble again, Earl. <laughs> 
Let me come over there. <laughs> and body type. Uh, how would you describe your body type? Melting snowman? <laughs> melting uh, melting oh. candle. <laughs> Gary, what is your what what, what would you, what would be your casting type? Wow. If you were to uh, describe yourself as I would say uh, substitute teacher that everybody cheats off of. <laughs> Non-threatening. He, try, he tries to be the fun guy, but yeah. then the minute he's got his back turned, everybody's cheating on him. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, also ask the kids if they want to go have ice cream in a non-threatening way. <laughs> in a non-threatening way. What? I like ice cream. Yeah. I like eating with kids. Uh, what about you? What would yours be? Um, if you can't afford Ken Jeong. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm definitely your if guy. If the budget is that low, right? If it's you. that low, right? Uh, if you want Ken Jeong for a lifetime movie, I'm your guy. By the way, here's what's great about Dalton, and I'm not bullshitting here because a lot of people you had this great little life in Cleveland, right? I mean, you know, your 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 wife is very successful in Cleveland, and you guys had a nice little life, and you worked at clubs there, and you worked have a, lot a in the house. Had a house, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it does take a lot of balls to pick up and move, you know, and it's like your wife is very supportive and saying, all right, well, I mean, if this is what you want to do, let's go out there and do it. Because most people, as we know, stay in the Midwest. They don't want to make the move. It's a hard move. It's expensive to live out here. So, I mean, you know, you, you did it. and uh, you know, Dalton did it, and some people shouldn't have. Well, I got to tell you, man, I wouldn't That'd have done it. That'd be you, it. Gary. I wouldn't that have would done be it. would be you. I was referencing it. It took a lot of convincing of me. I, wouldn't, I couldn't have done it without talking to you and definitely not Steve. I mean, you have regrets. Like, you know, Steve's always been like, you got to go to Los Angeles. You got to go. You got to go. And then I, I'm going to be 40 in a month. And I'm like, this is when you make the move. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. People are out here are like, the biggest fear of anyone out here is to become an out-of-work 40-year-old actor. I'm just walking in. <laughs> I'm walking in. I'm like, I'm comfortable right here, bro. This is my Stargate. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> but but I mean at the same time it's I can't believe I didn't but I I knew I wasn't ready to do it because it was uh it's it's, it's intimidating but yeah. having worked on Steve's show you're out here a few times and then you see who else is out here I'm like I should have done this forever ago. Yeah, but look, it takes I think all of us in some way fashion or form had that dream or you know that romantic vision of what could be right. of of being somewhat of a pioneer for yourself just saying you know I'm going to go all all in myself. So that's awesome that you did, and we're glad you're here. We really are. <laughs> because I do, I do think in the that dojo. That's, that's the interesting but, thing. People do move. You know, everybody needs a specific thing to bring them out here. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, it's, but it's hard. I mean, but other people are always like, well, if I move and it doesn't work out, I can always move back to wherever I'm from. But it's like, yeah, but if you're going in with that attitude, that's kind of not the best way to approach it. I mean, you got to be all in. You got to be all in or nothing. Yeah, but uh, you know, everybody thinks. I think when you're younger, especially, you think, "Oh, to go to California, you got to look like Channing Tatum. You got to be chiseled and good looking." But look, for every Channing Tatum, there's a Rebel Wilson. I mean, if 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 you went to school with Rebel Wilson, and she's like, "I'm going to go to Hollywood and make it," you'd be like, "Ah, oh, good fucking luck That's with that." But there's a lot more people that aren't Channing Tatum that look like you or Gary or me that are just kind of average guys that will go out and do a lot better than those good-looking ripped dudes that are here taking classes and all that stuff and going all in on their dreams, too. But I just think that guys, especially comics, because you have one up on everybody else because you can go and tell jokes any night of the week. I think being a comic really helps you with the absurdity of being in an audition because... It's funny to me that I'm there auditioning for the same part as somebody who trained in acting 
for a long time, who took it very seriously, probably mm -hmm. from a, a child's age. But we're standing next to each other at the same audition for something. And I and I know that person. Some of these people, they try to play mind games with you. They try to get in your head. They try to like try to get in some sort of process they think I might have, which is uh, playing cell phone video games while I'm waiting to be called. You know. Yeah. And it's 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 I I write more stuff just by seeing attitudes in these things. Yeah. Well, there's nothing there's nothing worse than the cattle call audition. Oh, it's sure. Just going in, signing in, seeing your name on the list that's like 20 deep and you walk in there's a room full of dudes that, that look like they're all related to you yeah <laughs> or half so of them weird. are like so good looking it's like well i want to go sue my parents because everybody here is ripped <laughs> and good looking and you know i look like a fucking slob compared to these guys but then you gotta wait sometimes an hour and you got to hear the lines over and over again from everybody else acting. You're like, oh, that guy's doing it that way. Oh shit! And then you can hear people in the room. You're like, oh, that guy's screaming that line. Maybe I should. It just, it's the biggest mind fuck. And there's nothing worse than just, okay, thank you. Okay, I guess I, I just spent three days working on this. I drove 45 minutes. I found parking, which took another 20. Yeah. I got to get out before the meter's up. It, it just, it, you know, it's a thankless. It's the most thankless thing. In entertainment, that's why it's helped process. to bomb on stage because it's like I don't even feel it. You know? Oh yeah, you're like, oh okay, well I guess I'm gonna go back home. No big deal. Yeah, the failure of an audition is just like okay, well I, I, at least for us, like even when Sullivan ended, and uh, you know it sucks that it did, but it's like I felt bad for all those actors. It's like what are we gonna do? It's like well I'm going to fucking Iowa next weekend. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. I'm gonna pack my bag and go to perform in a strip mall. <laughs> no. no but i mean th those people who do you know auditions i mean that's like i have friends that book a lot of commercials but they're literally driving around with eight outfits in their car at all times for when that phone rings and they say hey we need you somewhere at two in the afternoon can you make it and and you know i think the thing is when people when you finally realize that when you see that phone ringing and it's your commercial agent or whoever it is and you're more miserable than excited, that's when you get out of it. Because it's just <laughs> like – I remember just seeing the phone when I had a commercial agent. I was just like, this is bullshit. Like I just don't even want to go anymore. And you're like, you should be excited every time you see the phone ringing and it's the person because then there's potential work on the other end of that. And when you don't care, then that's when your mind shift changes. Well, I'll tell you, after having been on the other side – when we were on Sullivan and casting those roles and watching all the auditions, because I'd watch every audition with Rob Long, with Peter Billingsley, half the time those roles are going to be cast by a friend, by somebody you're trying to get, or somebody that's reliable that you just look at their resume and you're like, oh, God, this guy's great. Just give him an offer. Then the other half of the time, you are looking for that great audition. So... You know, the thing is, is that sometimes people can read an audition and go, oh, fuck, well, I'm never getting this. I'm not that type. I'm not what they're looking for. Go in anyways because you could knock it out of the park, and the producers half the time don't even know what they're looking for. Right. The writers have a vision, but if you deliver it in a, in a, in a way that nobody else saw, you're going to get the role, and then maybe get called back again. Leslie Jones is a perfect example. I cast her as the tow truck driver that Ahmed is sleeping with or whatever, and she did such a bang-up job and took that to another level. We discussed the third season, bringing her back in and trying to find a way to fit her back in. And it just it was one of those things in the writer's room. It just never worked out because you'd have all these B stories with nine characters. But, again, she did such a great job. It's like, oh, let's try to find a way to bring her back. So you just never know. 
always go for it. Well, look and... at uh, John Michael Higgins. I mean, there was a guy who's done so much oh, yeah. stuff. And, you know, I just remember watching him when he was on our show. And basically, if he screwed up, which was rare, but if he screwed up, he knew to stop immediately, start it. Like, it was nobody corrected him. Like, he, he just was knew what he was doing. It was just so crazy. Literally, one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. Like, naturally funny, just funny in the bones. But on top of everything, he came in, he pre- he prepared, he knew his lines. Couldn't be a sweeter guy, by the way. Um, it is that time, Cannon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We always like to give stuff away here in the dojo. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to help us with it? Sure. Uh, you like to travel, don't you? I sure do. Yeah, we're giving away a, a gift card for Southwest Airlines. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Boom. they're great, right? I mean, I mean, by the way, Southwest guarantees that people won't steal your overhead luggage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so if you have condoms and a dildo in there, they will not steal it from you. Um, we're going to do a, a $300 gift card from the fine folks of Southwest Airlines. All they got to do is be the what caller, Ryan Dalton? Uh, I don't know. The Southwest caller? What the fuck? The 15th caller. Sure, the we'll phrase say the 15th that pays. caller. Phrase that pays. By the way, I think somebody stole Is this how he on. gets to all your gigs, by the way? He yeah. just plugs this stuff? I can't believe it's Southwest Airlines. Pretty much. Um, I think somebody stole Dalton's carry-on because they probably saw his act. They're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in a guard trash can where, somewhere. Where can they uh, see you, Mr. Uh, shit Your Pants? Uh, <laughs> where, where can they see me? Yes. Okay, where can, follow, where everybody the people, follow, the just masses? follow the odor. <laughs> where can people follow you, Dalton? Uh, TheRyanDalton.com uh, is my website. Uh, the uh, Ryan Dalton on Twitter. Uh, the Ryan Dalton on Facebook and Instagram. I, I'm sensing a pattern, so it's just the Ryan Dalton. Yes. Everything. Everything. Uh, Steve Byrne Live. Steve Byrne Live. Gary at Cannon Comedy, which is the biggest farce in comedy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm at the Grand Rapids uh, Dr. Grins this weekend. Oh, 25th to the 27th. Um, And if you are in Los Angeles, every Thursday night, comedians, you should know, you and Joe Kilgallen. 8 p.m. 8 p.m., Hollywood Improv, in the lab. It's an amazing show. It's a great space. We cannot thank our good friend Ryan Dalton, all the way from Cleveland, coming in today to help us in the dojo. We love you, Dalt. Um, Ken, anything, anything you want to say before we go? No. Uh... <laughs>